We all know that I love making and recording my own podcast. Loudmouth is my heart and soul. But what's even more fun is that it's easy to do. And guess what? (laughs) You can do one too. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Because it's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your own podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and anywhere else you can listen to podcasts. You can make money from it with no minimum listenership. It's literally everything you need to make a podcast right there in one place for free. So download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Loudmouth Podcast. Um, so, just because it changes pretty much every semester, I'm going to be uploading my episodes on Fridays now. Um, I'm going to try my best to do every single week, but with school back in session, it might become every other week. So, I'll just keep you guys updated, but I should be able to keep on that week to week schedule get that content out for you guys so basically what we're going to talk about today is when to say sorry so when to apologize when to own up for and other times when you don't necessarily have to say sorry um I just kind of added this quote in here because kind of new Mac Miller coming out and in good news by Mac Miller he says all I do is say sorry and half the time I don't even know what I'm saying it about and I feel like that's really true with a lot of people um I especially with me I feel like I am always apologizing and I've gotten better with it but always apologizing for things that aren't necessarily my fault or things that I can't necessarily change and kind of doing more research into this I know we you've probably heard a lot of people doing that and it's just kind of a thing I feel like we're taught in this culture definitely a lot of us are more empathetic and we want to be sorry and you know we don't want to take up people's time we don't want to take up space kind of things like that and not to single out the men here but especially women can be more prone to say sorry about things that they don't necessarily have to be sorry about I know a big thing that I kind of have to have had to learn is that I don't need to be sorry for taking up space you know if I run into someone accidentally sure I might slip out of sorry but being more conscious about it and be like oh didn't see you there you know things like that things that aren't necessarily like really my fault that we went around the corner and ran into each other like it's equally as much as my fault as it is the other person's fault now when I'm not looking and they're you know very much consciously looking and I'm not and I run to them yeah I might say sorry in that case but I feel like a lot of the times we're apologizing just for existing and we shouldn't have to do that there are definitely times when to say sorry and times when to not say sorry so I'm gonna kind of talk about this idea today and I did a paper was it two years ago I think it no one year ago is my junior year I had a writing class with my friend Stevie and Mackenzie and we had to do I don't even know what the assignment was but we had to do like I don't even want to say research paper but just an essay about a topic that we're interested about and then post it on social media and get like the community's response about it and I decided to do when to say sorry because this was when the whole Brett Kavanaugh case was coming out he was getting his hearings and you know just sexual assault was being talked about a lot and not like it 
isn't now, but it was definitely be putting put on the media more and more and more. And people were taking sides with Kavanaugh and, you know, being like, well, you know, he didn't do anything wrong, whatever it may be. And it was a big ordeal. So I decided to do my paper on when to say sorry, because I thought this idea was so important, especially with things like sexual assault and con- consent and all those kinds of things. It shouldn't be difficult but when there's alcohol involved, there it, those situations can be more difficult to figure out man, woman, they, whatever you are. It can be difficult to kind of figure out those situations. And so my biggest thing that I took on this paper was like, okay, you know what, Kavanaugh, this woman says that you hurt her. She said that you hurt her, you made this instance in her life that is now like unchangeable and she can't do anything about it. It has changed her existence, it's changed who she is. She can't get rid of this memory. And my biggest thing about the whole case was that he was just so defensive about everything. And I get it when someone's saying something, claiming something that you had no idea about, yeah, you might get defensive. But in things like those cases where a lot of the time the perpetrator doesn't really understand that those situations are uncomfortable they just don't they don't understand and they get defensive and I think my biggest thing was why can't he just apologize apologize for making that mistake apologize for not understanding for you know being in his own head about it only doing the things that he wanted to do my biggest thing was just like apologize like I just don't get why in those cases when a woman or whoever comes up to the perpetrator and is like hey you did this to me and they're like what the fuck and they get angry and they just in the whole situation arises you know you can't tell someone when you hurt them let me say that again You can't tell someone when you hurt them. You don't get to say when you have caused somebody's feelings to be hurt and when they haven't been. And that was my biggest thing was that, is that Kavanaugh can't say that he didn't hurt Dr. Ford. He can't say that because he doesn't know how she's feeling. And just like with every situation, with friends, with whoever, when you say something that hurts somebody... You can't, I mean, maybe intentions or not, you can't say when that hurts someone. So when someone comes up to you and is like, hey, this thing you said to me was really hurtful, you can't be like, no, that's not what I meant. Because yeah, you may not have meant that, but that doesn't make, excuse how they felt about the situation. So this is kind of when that whole idea kind of came up. And I've had this draft of an episode sitting in my notes since December 18th, 2018. So I'm excited to get this out here and I'm excited that I finally kind of pulled all my ideas together enough about it where I feel like I have the right things to say about everything and all that. So I watched a YouTube video um, by Katie Morton and if you guys watch YouTube um, or if you just kind of know anything, Shane Dawson actually had Katie Morton come on his Jake Paul series. Um, Come on, I think the U- Eugenia series as well. Um, but she is a family family psychologist. I think it's just family psychologist. I'm not sure though. Um, that does YouTube videos. She posts a lot of them. She does them like two times a week. She's really great. And she posted one about like when to say sorry and just like stop apologizing and all that kind of stuff. And so the 
so this is where some of these notes are coming from but I have other sources as well but the big thing that she said that really stuck stuck out to me is figuring out why you are saying sorry so this is more on the side of you don't necessarily have to say sorry all the time because it's not necessarily your fault so figuring out why you are saying sorry is it because you feel the need to apologize for existing are you actually sorry of something you said or did Is it just a knee-jerk reaction? Because, you know, we were taught growing up that saying sorry is just the thing you do. We were just taught that whenever we did something wrong. And that's the biggest thing is that why sorry has such a negative connotation is because when you're wrong, you say sorry for it. But not always is it your fault for being wrong. And people make mistakes all the time. So why are you apologizing for accidentally running into a person when they were just as much in it as you were? They were just as much not paying attention as you were. So figuring out why you were saying sorry is a very important part of when you should apologize and when you shouldn't. So if you're actually sorry and you actually hurt someone's feelings, of course, go ahead, say sorry. If you're just if you just feel like you're sorry for existing, if you feel unsure about yourself, if you're doing a hard workout with a friend and you say, sorry, I'm not doing so great, that's just you being unsure of yourself. And what what is you kind of falling behind really doing for this person? That person can go at whatever pace they want. I know when I ran my half marathon with Nicole, I kept apologizing for, you know, needing to take more breaks because of my knee and needing to just slow down and, you know, calm down a little bit. And she kept being like, don't be sorry. It's fine. Like, don't worry. We're doing a marathon. Like, that's all that matters right now. We're going to finish this and it's going to be great. So, Thinking of why you're saying that, giving yourself like 10 seconds before you say sorry to figure out why and figure out if you actually need to be sorry. Um, This is kind of an idea that came up a little bit ago and I remember hearing about it, I think probably at the time that I was writing this paper, but replacing your sorries with thank you. So thank you is an acknowledgement of when something goes right or when somebody did something right. Being sorry is an acknowledgement of a wrong or undoing a wrong. It's a negative kind of connotation around it. So when you're late somewhere, instead of being like, oh, I'm sorry for being late, setting that meeting, that hangout, whatever it may be off to a negative tone, you're kind of, you know, setting that place in placing that standard on that meeting or that time together. But instead, if you change it to, you know what, thank you so much for waiting on me. I appreciate you. Um, so, like, you know, I appreciate, I almost said sorry there. See, it's such a knee-jerk reaction. But thank you for waiting on me. Thank you for being patient. Um, can't wait to hang out with you. Can't wait to spend this time with you. Um, I appreciate your time, whatever it may be. So instead of changing that, you can already tell that that's going to be a more positive meeting because you're acknowledging that person for waiting for you, for doing the right thing, for being there for you. You're thanking them. You're acknowledging that you did take a little bit extra time and you took that time away from them, but you're acknowledging that they still were there for you. So kind of changing that around really kind of changes the whole negative positive aspect on it so sitting there before you say sorry for being late and being like you know am I actually sorry for being late why don't I just thank them for waiting why don't instead of making this a selfish act I make it an act on them like they were great being empathetic towards their time and that kind of thing and I feel like you know we think being sorry is a super empathetic feeling and that we're relating and whatnot but it doesn't being empathetic doesn't always mean being sorry it just means feeling with them it just means guiding them along whatever feeling they're 
going through. So kind of changing those around. And when you start to think about why you're saying sorry and it's more because you feel the need to apologize for existing or you're unsure of yourself or whatever it may be, Katie Morton said that it's oh, that start to be okay with the idea that you cannot please everyone. Um, type two, helper over here, empathetic as fuck. This is something that therapy has really helped me with. You know, at the beginning I was taking every shift that I got offered from Chili's, anyone that would ask me to take a shift because they were in a bind, I would take it. And if I didn't, I would apologize for having a life. And my therapist was like, you got to stop doing that. You can't please everyone. And it's not your fault that they can't make their shift. So don't apologize for your plans that you already had in place because you weren't working that shift. Just say, you know what? I have plans you can ask someone else or just be like, you know what? I have plans. And that's the hardest thing. Cause we feel like we need to put a sorry on the end of that, but you don't have to be sorry for having a life. You don't have to be sorry for working 24 seven. You know, it's not your fault. It's most important that you are pleased with the situation. So if saying sorry is going to help you feel better about the situation, then yeah, totally do it. But if maybe saying thank you might make you feel better and that other person feel better, then do that. Just kind of taking that time and really thinking about that. Um, We all have a right to take up space. So don't be sorry for living life the way that you do. It's okay. You're allowed to be a human just in case you didn't know. So then another... um, Another girl that I watched was Mel Robbins, and I think she is also a psychologist, and she does a lot of live speakings. I was watching some of her videos, but a big thing that she said was, of course, apologizing should occur when you are truly in the wrong, and when you should say, I'm sorry, is easy to see. When you should apologize, when you truly, when you do something intentionally or unintentionally that hurts someone physically, emotionally, or otherwise are times when you should step back and apologize for what you did, own your mistake, own that you hurt that person, and apologize for it. But when you shouldn't apologize is when you're 30 seconds late to a meeting, you ask for what you are worth, or you make a request that was that is in within reason. A big thing she talked about was at the beginning of her um, career speaking, because she had another career as a psychologist, and then she did one speech and posted it somewhere, and people started asking her to come and speak more. And she said that, at the beginning of that, she would apologize or she wouldn't ask for money. Um, she didn't know that she was supposed to and whatnot. But then she started seeing all her male colleagues getting paid a lot to do these talks, and that's when she started asking for more money. And people would offer her less than what other people would go for. And instead of apologizing, being like, "Oh, actually, sorry, like that's not what I want to be paid," she would just go in and say, "Well, actually, I was thinking more like this." And then she would negotiate it. She said when she started saying sorry at the beginning of those negotiations, they didn't take her as seriously. And it put this negative spin on it and it made her feel insecure. Made her feel like she needed to apologize for them asking her to speak at these conferences. And I thought that was really cool because I think a big thing with, you know, being um, being any type of minority, woman, um, person of color, whatever it may be, it's hard to kind of 
notice that you need to take up space and that you need to ask for more things and not even just with minorities but anyone when you're have experience more than someone else and you're getting paid less and you're doing more don't apologize for asking for a raise say you know what I've done the work this is what I've done and I deserve this don't apologize for knowing your worth and knowing what people should be giving you you know, negotiate. And if you go in with that apology, they're not going to take you as seriously. Um, Another thing she says was, it's a lot more on the side of women because we're not meant to take up space. And that we kind of make this assumption that if we don't apologize, we're being aggressive. But being assertive in who you are and what you want doesn't mean that you're being aggressive. Just because you don't apologize all the time doesn't mean that you're being aggressive it just means that you know what you're thanking another person for their time you realize that you don't need to say sorry for everything that you do it's not necessary so another article that I saw was um it was called four times when you shouldn't apologize and this was from fast company or at least I found it on fast company but it was by Judith Humphrey and I really really liked this article because at first when I started looking at like when you should say sorry and whatnot I started weirdly seeing all these articles by men talking about when they shouldn't apologize to their partner. And it was really, really weird. And while, yeah, maybe, you know, you did some, or you weren't in the wrong or whatever, and the partner expects you to apologize for something that you didn't do, whatever it may be, I get that, but it was like, don't apologize for hurting their feelings and don't apologize for doing it was just so so assertive and so no it wasn't assertive it was aggressive it was so aggressive and it was like this one guy started out his article by saying that his partner got mad at him for something and he was like well I'm not gonna apologize to you for it and she got mad and walked away and then when he was leaving like it was in a public room I guess and when he was leaving he like noticed all these men looking at him and he was like giving like fist bumps in the air for standing his ground and it just made me really uncomfortable while it may, you shouldn't apologize all the time and you know it's okay to not feel sorry for something if someone hurt you whatever it may be but when you hurt someone else you have to recognize that you hurt them and maybe don't maybe not apologize but talk with them and be like Hey, like, so how did this hurt you? Like, that's not what I meant to do. Like, I'm sorry that that made you feel that way, but that's not what I meant. But it was just like, don't apologize for that shit. Like, stand your ground, all that stuff. And I was like, "Uh, I'm a little uncomfy about that. Anyway, so I ended up finding this article, and it was really good. So I only have three of the things that she says you shouldn't, like, times when you shouldn't apologize. Because the first one, I kind of mixed into both of them. Or the first and second one, I kind of mixed together. So the... One of them is when you feel unsure of yourself. And I've kind of already talked about this, but you're allowed to take up space and exist. So stop apologize when you, apologizing when you speak in a meeting or when you answer a question in class. You know, sometimes when you're raising your hand and you get called on and someone else talks because they think it's you, you go, oh, sorry. Like you start talking, you go, oh, sorry. But you shouldn't apologize for answering a question with the professor, especially in college classrooms college classrooms you know like everyone's allowed to talk a lot of times professors don't even make you raise your hand so just keep talking and when someone else starts talking you stop talking but don't be like oh excuse me can I talk like no just speak speak your mind obviously be respectful of other people don't interject them but if you know the answer to a question 
fucking say it out loud. Another thing she said is when people cut you off, when people interrupt you and you're like, oh, sorry, actually, I was talking. Don't be sorry for that. They're the ones who cut you off. Why are you apologizing for speaking and for already have been speaking? Um, so even when your presentation is taking, if your presentation is taking a little bit longer, don't apologize for speaking. Obviously consider the time you have and try to stay within those margins, but recognize that you deserve to talk, especially when you're asked to talk at a meeting, you know, you know, figuring out when to end your thing, even if it has to be a little bit early, but recognizing that the information you have is important. So don't apologize for taking a little bit longer if it needs time to go over these things. And another thing, what I already kind of said before, but being late doesn't always need mean you need to be sorry. Thank people for waiting for you and say you are aware of their time and promising that you will get them out of the time that was originally planned for them to get out. The second time was when delivering bad news, especially when it's not your fault. So saying sorry often won't soften the blow with a lot of these bad news. So why even say it to begin with? Um, being empathetic is important, but apologizing can put that feeling on you. So when you say, oh, I'm so sorry, actually, this, we really didn't like this about this product or whatever it may be. Why are you saying sorry? You know, it's not your fault that you had different feelings about this. It's not your fault that somebody decided not to buy into your company or whatever it may be. Um, it's not your fault. So why are you apologizing? Because then it's just putting that feeling on you. It's putting that negative spin on you. And that's unnecessary. Obviously, be empathetic, but being empathetic doesn't always mean apologizing. It means offering support and guidance instead of that. It means being like, you know what? Actually, we really didn't like this about it. So what if we changed it to this? What if we move this around? You know, they didn't buy into our company, but that's okay. What if we went with these options? Whatever it may be. But instead of apologizing for something that really isn't your fault and putting it on yourself and taking that guilt onto yourself... When really apologizing in those situations doesn't really help anyone. It's not like they're going to be like, it's okay. You know, they're going to be upset and whatever. But instead, you know, making suggestions, making forward thinking suggestions. Um, so this is a big thing that I learned whenever I was a recruitment counselor um, at Dre my junior year a big thing that my friend Lindsay taught us and told us was to not apologize when you're making a call to a girl and you tell her that she you know isn't coming back the next day because it's not your fault um and instead she kind of told us we had to like write out pitches so that when we did have to do it which inevitably we almost all had to do it we would be prepared for that because saying sorry puts that emotion on you and it's not your fault that the chapters didn't feel like that girl would fit in or whatever it may be it's not your fault you're just the one delivering the news so instead she kind of told us to be like there's always more options there's more clubs on campus I'm here if you need um support if you get sad just let me know I can help you through it whatever it may be but don't be like so I'm sorry to tell you that you know you are actually like tomorrow you won't be back whatever it may be I forget exactly what we said but not apologizing for those things and that's one thing that the group like our, our group of girls was really you know had us had a struggle with because we are all very empathetic people and we were like well but we are sorry you know we feel bad but it's like not our fault you know and you can't always put that emotion onto yourself and then the third time she says is even when it's your fault, you don't always have to apologize. So in all these situations, there are often better ways to communicate than by saying you're sorry. 
Don't drag yourself down. Show your empathy and emotional intelligence by finding solutions, not apologizing. Apologizing. If you can't make make a deadline, if you can't make a deadline, own up to it. But don't you don't necessarily. If you can't make a deadline, own up to it. But you don't necessarily have to say sorry to do that. Do it in a more positive way by provide, providing solutions. So if you can't make, if you're supposed to give a presentation on Tuesday and you just don't feel like you're ready for it and you need more time, go up to whoever it may be and be like, listen, I understand that I was supposed to go on Tuesday, but actually I you know, had a lot of things come up, whatever it may be, or I feel like there's more information that I need to put in, more crucial information that I just received. So if I could go on Wednesday or whatever it may be, if that would be great. Instead of apologizing for things, because life happens, you know, and most of the time teachers will give you extensions if you ask for them. But usually you have to be a pretty good student to, you know, get those. Obviously you can't do it all the fucking time, but recognizing that you don't always have to say sorry for things coming up in your life. You know, if something happens to you, it's not your fault that those things are happening to you. Now, if you're just slacking off and procrastinating it and then you are asking for an extension, yeah, those things may be your fault. Maybe you should apologize for that. But if it's things that are out of your control and you just feel like it'd be better with more time or whatever, don't apologize for those things. So now that we've talked about kind of when you shouldn't apologize, let's talk about a little bit when we should apologize. So this is, I got most of this from Psychology Today. Um, David Ludden was the author of it. So he says, in our relationships with others, it's inevitable that we will hurt them from time to time, even though we don't mean to. The challenge then is finding a way to make things right again. So like I said before, There are times when you're going to hurt somebody else's feelings and you don't really recognize it. Intentionally, unintentionally, it'll happen. And they'll tell you. And those are the times when we need to apologize. But here are the do's and don'ts of apologizing. So apologize sincerely. Don't just apologize because you think it's the right thing to do because you think it's going to make everything better. Apologize for hurting them. And if you don't necessarily apologize for the thing you said or the thing you did or you don't really feel sorry for it, apologize just for hurting their feelings and try to understand more of why that hurt them so that you can maybe prevent that in the future um don't just have ass an apology you know that doesn't mean anything and it's not going to make anyone in the situation feel better especially when you may repeat those actions do show your empathy for the victim for the pain the victim has suffered so understanding that you know they're in pain and that that hurt them and you know offer them support and say you know what i'm sorry how can i make this better what can I do to help you? Do And do express your honest intention to atone for the transgression. It's up to the victim to sign what the atonement may be. So if you're talking about them and saying, you know, I'm so sorry for this. How can I do better in the future? Especially with partners. Learning how to do better in the future is so important. And that communication is so, so important. And just because you're apologizing for hurting them doesn't mean that you're necessarily saying, I was so wrong, you know, blah, blah, blah. It's saying, it's recognizing that what you did hurt them. And always, not always in this case is that because you were meaning to do that. You were intentionally trying to hurt them. But kind of figuring out a solution with the person is way more important. So apologizing at first and then moving to those positive outcomes, being like, okay, 
What can we do in the future to make sure that this miscommunication doesn't happen again? And then the dotes of apologizing. Don't minimize the impact of the transgression. Um, So whatever you did wrong, don't be like, well, I didn't, you know, it wasn't that big of a deal. Like, I don't get why you're hurt, blah, blah, blah. Because they feel pain. So saying that, well, I just don't really get it doesn't mean anything. Of course you don't get it. It's not you. You're not meant to get it, but it still hurts them. So understanding that and don't downplay their feelings about it. Don't offer excuses or defend yourself in any way. If you truly did something wrong, don't be like, well, you see, you know, if you cheated on a fucking person, don't be like, well, you see, you just weren't giving me love, whatever it may be. You still cheated on the person. And offering those excuses, honestly, will only make the other person more mad. So being in that kind of realm will just, is just trying to make you feel better, but in the end will just make the situation worse. So just apologize for what you did wrong. Try to make it better. Try to understand why it hurt them in those ways. And then don't even suggest that the victim might have some blame as well. If there is indeed blame on both sides, then the other person also needs to apologize. But whether they do or not is no consequence of your own act of apology. And I think this is a big thing with like friendships or miscommunications in any sense is recognizing, you know, yeah, that person also did wrong, but you did wrong too. Um, In most cases, not all the cases, obviously. But recognizing that just because you're saying sorry doesn't always mean that the other person will say sorry. I like to think that everyone is going to apologize for things that they did wrong, but that's not always the case. Not everyone is going to think like me. Not everyone is going to try to be empathetic towards people's feelings. And that's just something that we have to understand. And doing the apology not just to try and help this situation and make the other person feel better, but to make your feel so, yourself feel better. So figuring out, you know, why you're apologizing and trying to make the situation okay is a big thing in that sense. Here's the thing, though. An apology with no change is just manipulation, which I'm sure we have all seen this tweet on Twitter before, but it's very true. So when you do apologize sincerely, make those actions to change the patterns um figuring out what you did that may that hurt them and trying to stop that in the future because you know we all have that one person in our life that's like oh I'm so sorry I did this so sorry that that hurt you you know whatever I won't do it again and then they continually do those things even after you've explained to them why that hurt you and don't take that shit you know on the other side of being the apology receiver (laughs) don't take that shit you know if they're not going to change their ways then that person is showing you themselves again and again trust what people show you that's a big thing I've learned is when they show you their true colors trust that don't see the potential I mean potential is great in people but potential doesn't pay the bills Potential isn't the real person. So if they're constantly apologizing for the same thing that they've done wrong and you've explained to them the big thing is making sure that you've communicated, communicate what were, communicate what went wrong and what happened and what made you feel that way and they're still not changing it, then they are showing you who they really are. And obviously that side of them is just who they are and you can't change that about them. So leave it in the past. I know it's really hard, but that's a big thing with like toxic relationships and toxic friendships. If they're just going to keep apologizing for the shit, but still doing the same things over and over again, then that is not a relationship that you need to be in. 
And same with yourself. If you see yourself apologizing for things, but then still doing those same actions over and over again, reevaluate it, you know, reevaluate what you're doing and try to prevent those from next time. Apologies shouldn't be thrown around because they are usually unnecessary in the first place. They tend to make the situation more negative than needed, and they lessen the power of real and meaningful apologies. So, you know, knowing when you shouldn't apologize helps you because it makes you realize those times when you do apologize and you actually mean it and it's the right time to apologize, it means more and you're actually genuine about it. And it tells those people around you, you know, when you're saying sorry again and again for being late instead of thanking them and trying to change your ways, that's just not going to fly, you know? That's just not changing who you are, not putting in that work to change those things. Um, Of course, life happens and you can be late and those kind of things, but, you know, recognizing those behaviors, recognizing those patterns and trying to change those ways. But if you just keep apologizing for things that you've done and not changing the way, like if you communicate, if your friend communicates with you that this one thing that you do really hurts them, and you keep apologizing for it, but you keep doing it, you end up having the same argument, then those are just taking those apologies and lessening and lessening and lessening them. It's like the boy who cried wolf. You know, if you keep apologizing, you keep crying wolf, no one's going to believe you in the end when you're actually sorry for what you did. And those people are going to end up, you know, figuring out that that's just what you do and it's just manipulation and same if those things are happening to you if people are continually apologizing over and over again but not changing their ways not trying to see where you're coming from even when you communicate the problem then those are the people just showing you their true colors and obviously they're not meant to be in your life because your time is worth a lot more than that you are worth a good meaningful apology that comes with change but you're also worth taking up space. So don't apologize for those unnecessary things. When you do apologize, think about it. Make sure that you're actually sorry. Make sure that this apology is sincere and that you're going to change something about it if you did hurt someone. But don't apologizing. Don't apologize just for living. And basically, that is my podcast on apologizing. I don't know why I ended it like that. Uh, but yeah. That's kind of my two cents on this whole story. Um, And I think this was really important for me to look at too because especially going into like the business world soon, not a business world, but adult life world soon, having, you know, a nine to five job or whatever it may be, I need to learn that, you know, it's okay for me to take up space. And just because I'm new in situations doesn't mean I have to apologize for not knowing something, you know? I think a big thing is when I don't know something and I ask somebody questions, I always apologize for asking questions. But why shouldn't I ask questions, you know? Especially if they're your mentor, if they're your boss, you're allowed to ask questions, you're allowed to learn. So kind of going into this mind this mindset of I don't need to apologize for taking up space and learning new things and recognizing when I should apologize is going to be so helpful when I graduate from college and I find a real life job and whatever it may be. So I hope that this helped you in any way, shape or form. Um, Or if it didn't, I hope that you just liked listening to my voice. Thank you for making it to the end of this lovely podcast. Um, I'm excited for this year. I feel like I am going to step up my little podcast game here. Um, If you don't follow me on Instagram, make sure you do because I did 
post some announcements and I'll tell you now. But first of all, Instagram is at loudmouthpod. Super cool. Follow me on there. I post pretty regularly. But um, I did actually make a Patreon page for my podcast, um, which is crazy. It actually was through the support of my friends because I've always thought about making one, but I never felt like I was good enough to make one. But who decides if I'm good enough and who doesn't? So I know that asking for money is a little weird, and I totally get all my fellow broke college students out there. Um, if you're not financially in the place to donate, understandable. I totally get it. But if you ever feel called to do so, um, on my Patreon is just loudmouthpod. It's patreon.com slash loudmouthpod. But if you go to my Instagram, I have a whole, like, little link in my bio and it pops up all my different things so my patreon is the first one on there basically patreon is just like a monthly donating thing and you can do five dollars ten dollars and fifteen dollars i believe um but it'll just donate a month and i have different goals on there that once i reach certain um once i reach certain dollar amounts each month then i'll do certain things so my first one is when i reach five dollars $25 a month, I will just post exclusive episode. I will post exclusive episodes. Oh my gosh. I will post exclusive episodes just for my Patreons, my patrons, my patrons, my patrons. That's the right word. Um, and other things like that. So the cool thing about this Patreon community is that it's like a little mini Facebook group and you can post anything in it. So once you become a part of it, you're able to do anything and there are different tiers for it. So the $5 tiers is called Noisy Mouths and it's $5 um, each month and it's has early access to episodes, bonus episodes, and you're a part of the private community. And the ten dollars a month, which are called my loud mouths, are Patreon, Patreon, my God, Patreon only chat forum, first pick, pick of episode content, monthly shoutouts, and everything else in the five dollar tier. And then the twenty five dollar tier are called very important mouths, and that'll include live stream Q and A's, fan recognition, and everything in the previous tiers. So if you do become a card of this community, it'll be super cool because you'll be able to interact with me more, and I'll shout you out in every episode, um, and cool stuff like that. So it's really just to kind of support me because I do make no money from doing this, and I research, edit, record, produce, advertise, all this by myself, which, you know, doesn't sound like a lot, but it's a lot, trust me. So just getting any kind of dollar amount of support would be great. And you'll get content from it. You'll get great things from it. Um, so if you can, that would be so great. Just go to my Instagram. It'll be in the bio. And I also made a website for myself. Now it is definitely a work in progress, um, because I am no web developer, but I'm pretty proud of it so far. And basically what this, it's, um, Oh, I really can't remember it off the top of my head what the well, link is. I think it's loudmouthpod1.wixspace.com, wixsite.com slash website. It's a really long one because I can't afford my own domain right now. Um, it's just not financially in the cards, which is something that if you do donate to my Patreon, I will be able to do, so that would be cool. But um, basically, 
I just have a website and it kind of has about me on it. It has links to my Patreon, links to my episodes. And I also am going to be posting like a little blog post each episode. I'm just kind of talking about what I do and links to the episode. And then that'll also help you be able to find the people in my episodes to follow them on whatnot. Um, So you can also find that in my Instagram bio. It'll be under the link called website but yeah we're making money moves out here loudmouth is going into that next level i'm dedicated and i really just love this platform to be able to talk to you guys so thank you so much for supporting me if you can't do it financially just listening to these episodes always helps me so thank you guys so much so yes thank you guys so much for supporting and listening uh make sure you follow me on instagram all that good stuff Duff, check out my website, check out my Patreon, all that fun shit. Um, I love you guys so much. And if you ever have any episodes, ideas, please hit me up. I would love to hear it. Um, I want to talk about what you guys want to listen to. So let me know. I will talk to you all later. Bye.